to the J. Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. This week's show guest is Tim Yu, co-founder and CEO of SnapAsk. SnapAsk is a Hong Kong-based education technology company that offers tutoring services to students. With SnapAsk, students can instantly connect with qualified tutors to receive on-demand academic support around the clock. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's uh, it's exciting to speak with you because uh, I've actually heard uh, of your company uh, and and the great things you're doing, and so um, I'm excited. And as someone who has three kids of myself, uh, education is definitely at the at the forefront of my mind and my uh, f- finances. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to have a chat with you. So maybe you could give some background for the audience uh, of, of, of who you are, you know, where you, where you came up uh, and, and this sort of thing. So um, uh, so first of all, I, I uh, this this company is actually my first thing uh, I've been working on since I graduated. And even mm-hmm. if I when I haven't uh, graduated yet, I was working as a private tutor. So a lot of students in uni, they, they work as a private tutor, um, but then it's not a very efficient thing to do because you have to go door to door, spend about uh, one hour back and forth to the student's place to do the do the classes, right? Uh, so uh, it's the pain point for a lot of tutors. Um, and even if they teach very well, um, they, are, they are bound by all these constraints that they have to commute, they have to spend time uh, commuting, which is not very efficient. So that's why back then we, we, um, we tried to do it online. Uh, I did it first by recording a lot of videos of myself teaching. I put it on Facebook uh, and, and quickly we caught a, a lot of traction. But interestingly, a lot of students after they, they, they watch my videos, um, they started asking questions by inboxing me. So um, that's, that's actually gave me the idea of, hey, why don't we just uh, try and monetize this? Uh, this question asking behavior and make it into a real business instead of just answering questions online. Uh, so that's how the idea came about. Well, wow, that's pretty interesting. So, uh, and you, I, uh, Tim, you're from Hong Kong originally, is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, so you, straight out of school, then, uh, because of your experience as a tutor, uh, you decided to start a company. So, was that, um, you know, from sort of a uh, entrepreneurial uh, standpoint. I mean, how how did your family and par- parents feel about that? I mean, were they were they supportive of that, or were they sort of uh, maybe you should get a, a regular job first? What did they think? Um, yeah, I mean, there there have been some struggle for for both myself and my parents. Uh, what I should choose after I graduate. Uh, so I I, I was. I was very honest to myself uh, and and to my parents as well. Hey, this is something I really am passionate about. I think there is a, a future to to building this in education, and I as long as I can support myself, you guys should support me as well. So I mean that that part was pretty clear to to myself and and to them. Uh, so I got their full support. Uh, but I mean, along the way, it's not just have. I mean, it's not enough to just have your parents' support, right? You have to right. uh, really make the business work. You have to work with your team. You have to build the team, build the product. So these are all things that I haven't, uh, I haven't 
been trained to do. So it's it's a first time manager, first time looking into product, not much work experience. So everything is new to me, which is a pretty big struggle. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and it's exciting, and uh, it's also commendable because uh, most people, when they f- first splash out, a they have some sort of uh, work experience uh, in the past, and so there's some sort of soft skills at least that you learn. If not, uh, not to you know, some 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 people actually have technical skills if they've worked at, you know, in 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 tech or whatever. But uh, you know, you you've done extremely well with SnapAsk, and so um, you know, that's uh, that's a congrats to you uh, for. <laughs> For uh, your Thank success you. thus far, so what exactly? Um, what what uh, what subject were you tutoring, and uh, and that that you realized that uh, you know I can start interacting with people online? I was teaching math back then, math as a, as a compulsory subject. So because uh, I'm a math major, it's the easiest thing for me to 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 sustain myself. So uh, that's why I chose math um, to to tutor. Uh, but the interesting thing I saw was. Um, uh, in the entire tutorial industry, uh, back then and even right now, uh, a lot of tutorial schools they do they do classes with uh, one to many. When I say many, it's actually 30, 40, or even 200 students in the same classroom, right? Uh, so this kind of, we call it the cram schools. Um, we do not prioritize uh, interactions and the actual learning by with interactions, right? We prioritize um, spoon-feeding, uh, information to students to actually train them on on questions on practice paper and to make sure they can do the exam so which i personally think it's not the right thing to do that's why even when i was doing tutoring um i i i really do one-on-one or even small classes to make sure students are getting the most out of it right so this is actually interesting because um so for first of all if if there's if it's uh, mul- multiple kids in the same class i guess uh for the parents it'd be slightly cheaper because uh, it's not private right and that's not one on one uh but then uh, so the methodology then you're saying that they use to teach also is not as effective is that what you're saying uh, yeah, I mean, in a sense, affordability is something we have to think about. Uh, there is a lot of more effective way and efficient way to, to make it affordable, uh, online being one of them. But uh, it's it's the, the most important thing is not just about the price. I mean, pa- parents, they do... Um, they do want to invest as much as possible in the in the kids' education. So I think affordability is not the, um, the topmost priority. Right. So, but um, the... the the thing instead is how well my kid can learn from this type of methodology and how is this suitable for them. And in long run, do, can you guarantee they're actually learning something instead of just being an exam machine? So these are all things that we, we care so much about, not just in, in when I was teaching. I care a lot even when we are building our product right now. It's something we're building uh, in terms of product feature, in terms of the content, the learning materials. Is it actually helping students? That that. These are stuff that we prioritize all the time. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good point. Um, and uh, to something that you mentioned earlier, you know, you uh, well, first of all, you've you've picked a, a very very uh, a big uh, segment or niche because uh, education, obviously, uh, you know, globally, but particularly here in Asia, I feel is uh, is is like you said, it's not it's not that as price sensitive. Uh, you know, people will spend money on uh kids education so it's it's a good it's a it's a good sort of uh, uh niche that you've picked that has long-term structural growth so to speak 
Um, but uh, yeah, but it's interesting. So, uh, you know, I want to dig into um, sort of your the process there in a little bit. But uh, before that, maybe you can just tell us how you went about assembling your first team as a, as a startup founder. You know, who, who, who are your team members? How did that how did, how did you actually concept, you know, from concept to actually pulling together a company? Like how, how did that process work? Uh, as, as I said, I, I haven't had much experience working in in a company or even in a group. Uh, the, the 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 closest thing I, I did as a group was a group project in school, right? So um, mm-hmm. what I what what I spent time the most on in the in the very beginning was product, which I think it's. I mean, in retrospect, I think it's not the best way to do it. Uh, when I think too much about the technicality, how well we can deliver it as a service, as a feature, uh, but instead we should have put much more time into researching about what what are the users uh, needs and how would they want us to present this need to them so um, we went straight in to build a team of uh, engineers to really work on the product to really um, uh, build the first Android app and websites right uh, but then eventually the, the product we, we launched uh, no one was using it because it's not uh, that, that was not snap aspect that we were just building a a, a, a platform for, for students to post questions like a forum. So before it evolved into Snap Ask, we spent too much time on actually building something we, we assume could be useful, but end up users just don't think it's, it's what they want. So, um, uh, and Was that something like, uh, like Reddit or Quora or something like that where people just... Very similar, very similar to that. Whereas people can, can post not just uh, um, images and text, they, they record a video and put it there uh, and oh, have students okay. to 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 keep asking questions and and response comes comes after right. Um, so the lesson we learn and eventually how we built the team is a lot of growth hackers, a lot of people who um, are basically they they do a lot of experiments. They have a very small assumption. Let's say I want to prove if students uh, uh, want to interact with um, with within 10 minutes with a tutor or if they want to do it a 30 minute session with someone. Um, so we will do a lot of tests, a lot of experiments uh, before we even build a product. So it includes research, a lot of mock-ups, some prototypes with the closest um, uh, possible product we can find online without any cost to improve the assumption before we build the engineers. So that's the, the biggest difference from the beginning until now. Uh, we don't just look at how to build a product, but why we should build this feature and what exactly it should be presented us. Right. Okay. And then, how about uh, how about your team? How did you go about finding co-founders and or or you know developers and this sort of thing? Did you just buy yeah. friends and word of mouth and that sort of thing? Or unfortunately, I I don't have a co-founder. Uh, I mean, most people just say, <laughs> yeah, it's just myself. Uh, most people say company with co-founders would have a higher chance of chances of success. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't have that. Uh, so I was I was working solo since the beginning. Uh, wow. And very fortunately. I meet uh, good people who are passionate in, in, in startups who, who really want to build education products that can change the, the, the usual way how people learn. Uh, so we get our first product manager uh, joining us. Uh, uh, she's from from Taiwan, uh, lots of experience from Microsoft, uh, uh, the, the days with Microsoft with uh, uh, in, in product management. So we started really to build um, uh, SnapAs from ground up. Uh, and eventually we, we hire because the, the thing is Hong Kong is too small to be a to be a market that's uh, attractive to any foreign investors 
or to any team members to to really invest that that amount of resources to build the product. Uh, that's why we expand very quickly. So we found also a lot of members from different region, and now except Hong Kong and Singapore and Taiwan, we also launch in Malaysia, in in Indonesia. Japan and Korea lately. So these are new countries that we also built up our partners uh, 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 on, and we set up our office to hire marketers, to hire business development people. So that's about it. That's um, the the entire story of feeding a team. Yeah, that's incredible. And so, uh, and this whole time you were just uh, sort of funding it yourself initially, or friends and family were helping out that sort of thing. Oh, um, so. In the very beginning, we we are um, we were self funded. Um, so because I, I was I was tutoring, um, so there there is still some cash for me to to sustain the business. Uh, and eventually, we we are very lucky. We got supported by some seed investors, some angel investors, uh, who invested um, when the prototype is still um, uh, not. We haven't formulated the entire strategy yet. It's still a prototype. There's still a, just a lot of users. Uh, uh, coming in, but we don't know how. We, we haven't quite figured out how to monetize yet. I mean, that's the stage when we had very good investors, not just investing money, but their knowledge and the experience in our business. That's why we right. fly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. Uh, it, great story though on, on how you how you just started as a, as a one man band and and uh, and expanded. So, uh, Tim, can you walk? Let's let's walk us through um, uh, uh, the, the user experience of Snapask. Okay, so is it uh, is there is it uh, an app uh, that you download, or is it a like is there a website as well that you can just log in? I mean, I'm looking at your website now, um, yeah. but I don't. Yeah, I see a login on the. Are they? Is it is, uh, linked up to the app on your phone that you can download? So the website, we do offer the same service on the website right now, but the core offering is still a mobile app. So mm-hmm. the app, it's uh, pretty simple to to use. Once you're logged in, um, you just. Uh, choose the subject that you want to ask question about usually it's a student using it high school students every day they have tons of homework um, typically a student would spend over 3.5 hours a day on assignment so right. that's the asian's life so when you have <laughs> like eight subjects that you have to spend over three four hours on um, when you have questions that you cannot tackle um, it's very seldom you can find someone uh uh just from your own network to solve the problems for you. If your family is lucky enough, you can have a private tutor, but that's not the case. That's not the luxury for most of the families. Uh, so um, they just simply use the phone to take a take a picture of the question and send out on Sabask. So with our matching algorithm, we actually understand the profile of the student, uh, the subject, and we connect the best suitable tutor for them. So the tutor is all from local universities. Let's say if you're a Hong Kong student asking a question in math, we will connect you with someone from Hong Kong, with from the top university in Hong Kong, and who knows about your subject. So uh, that's the same case in other countries as well. Uh, so we, we do vet our tutors based on the their, their university transcripts, their public exam certificates to make sure if you want to teach math, for example, you have to get an A before you qualify to teach on Snapask. So it's kind right. of insurance um, uh, for both students and and parents. Sure, sure, okay, that makes sense. So, so, uh, so let's say I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a student and I download the app and I'm having trouble. Um, obviously, math is uh, one of the subjects that you uh, because you were a math major. Uh, what are the other subjects that you have available? Uh, 
for this service? So most of the questions are actually from math and science. Science as in physics, chemistry, some geography, and 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 biology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, over eighty percent of the questions are from these, uh, from math and science. Uh, but there are more and more students asking questions in in subjects like accounting, economics. It's it's a very um, uh, it's a very wide range of different uh, topics that they can ask about, and we do cover all the subjects in any given curriculum. And what is the what what's the age group of that? What's the earliest that someone would would use Snap Snap Ask? Oh, what's the earliest? They uh, they they first enter high school. So at the age of thirteen, fourteen, we do have a lot of users from there. Uh, but most users they become very intensive um, uh, uh, question uh, askers um, when they turn sixteen, seventeen, when they need to face the real pressure which is the public exam uh so when they're preparing for these exam which is the only chance for you to get into a uni uh they become very serious so they have to ask questions like like five six times a day uh, every month they ask hundreds of questions so that's a serious time wow okay so okay so i'm i'm in high school uh preparing for my i'm i'm 17 now let's say tim and i'm preparing for my exam my math exam and i'm i i just i don't i don't understand this question so uh load up the app on my phone snap a photo of it send it uh, through the app um then you have your matching algorithm that pairs it up with a tutor uh and then is there uh then what what happens what how does the flow happen after that so a tutor picks it up yeah and then then what happens? So we were we were actually called the Uber for tutoring by BBC. So they they call oh, us right. that because we actually have the instant uh, pickup, uh, just like an Uber driver. So <laughs> when 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 the question is it's out uh, tutor on the other side they will get a notification, but we don't send it to all all tutors. We only send to the most suitable bunch, but they have to fight for it. It's first come first serve. If you are the first one to pick up, you can answer the question. Because we also reward the tutor per number of questions they have answered. And based on their rating, we decide the reward level. Uh, so tutors do have the incentive to pick up as fast as, as possible. Now the average pickup time uh, in the peak hours is usually five, six seconds. So we, we do guarantee um, uh, this kind of service level for most countries and, and during the peak hours. Wow, that's that's incredible. It's it's uh, <laughs> when you when you uh, sort of quantify it with metrics like that, it's pretty interesting. And and it's interesting to hear that there's actually peak hours that people are asking questions. I assume that's sort of after the, after after school, after dinner, that 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 time when they're actually digging in, right? Yeah. Um. So okay. So 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 how does the Tell us a little bit about the revenue model and uh, how that works. How uh, how much does it cost for uh, a student, and how much do can t- a tutor potentially make? So, for tutors, um, they 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 got paid per number of questions they answered. Um, so a typical tutor, um, they got paid about one US per question, which lasts for about five to ten minutes. Uh, but they can answer multiple students at the same time, which is very different from private tutoring, which you can only cater one student at a time. So, right. uh, but for student side, we we charge them per month. So every month we charge a monthly rate of about eighty US. Uh, it's all you can eat. You can ask as many questions as you want uh, of any that. subjects. So, which is a pretty affordable cost as compared to most of the other tutorial services. So we sure. we um, I mean the peak hours is usually after eight p.m. Uh, and most students ask until two a.m. So it's the peak of the peak season. I mean peak wow. peak hours during the day. 
So, so when I, uh, so let's, let's, uh, sorry, I, 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 I switched gears, but so, okay. So Tudor picks up my question. Uh, and then, so what do they do? I mean, do they just literally, do they answer the question or is there more interaction as in, is there, uh, do they explain the process? You know what I mean? Like, how does it work from there? Because the entire teaching experience is within Snapask where they, after they were con- connected, um, they enter into a, a one-on-one session, just like when you're using WhatsApp or WeChat or any chatting app, right? Um, so most usually students and tutors, they use text, they use audio and an image. So they write down the, the, the solution, take a picture and send it back and elaborate with audio. So that's usually how the entire teaching flow goes about. Ah, I see. I see. And uh, okay. So, uh, and, and, and the other question I had was uh, the tutors, what uh, you said they, are they all college students or they're college students and above? Oh, most of them, most of them are, are university students. So age, I mean, they just finished the public exam. So they have a lot of experience in how to take an exam and how to, how to actually solve a problem with the simplest way. So that's why we recruit them as our tutor. But of course, we do, we do quality assurance as well to make sure even if you have the uh, top grades that are qualified to be enlisted as a SNAPMAS tutor, we, we still need to do a continuous process to make sure you're not uh, doing inappropriate things, you're acting according to our terms and conditions, and you're providing good experience for our students. So it's both uh, students' rating towards tutors' answers and also our very regular checkup with, with individual accounts. Right, and then so after the uh, questions answered, uh, the, does the student rate the teacher thereafter similar to Uber? Uh, yeah, exactly. They they rate okay. according to the experience they have, they have given. Now, has there ever been a a, a, a time when uh, uh, say the tutor actually couldn't couldn't answer the question? <laughs> um, that doesn't happen a lot, uh, mainly because. The student they provided the answer. I mean, sorry, the, the student provided the question, um, which ahead of time. Yeah, ahead of time. They, and right, right, right. Tutors get plenty of time to actually digest the question and figure out the solution. So, um, but the most important thing we want to convey here is uh, our tutors don't provide just the answer. They they stress a lot on how to elaborate uh, the concept, how to apply the skills, how to help them to do it themselves. So um, we're not just helping students to copy homework. It's not our intent. Right. Yeah, that's, and that's the key because, um, because that would not be very uh, helpful in, in actually for the student either because, you know, just by simply having the answer, they're not going to be able to, they're still not going to be able to pass their exam if they're just given the answer. Exactly. So I, I think it's a great, it's a great, great company, great concept, Tim. Um, you know, I, I'm just thinking uh, of the numbers that you told me earlier, you know, 80, 88 bucks a month US, is that what you said? 80, 80 US. 80, 80 US. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's very, very affordable. You know, I just think about... Um, you know, I, we have like Mandarin, uh, uh, tutor. It's not, yeah, we have some, some tutors for, for my, my oldest daughter. Uh, she's still very young, but we, we hire them and, and they're already, you know, uh, around 20, 30 us an hour. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so, uh, I can, I can just, uh, imagine, uh, how affordable that would be, uh, especially if it's like you said, all you could eat. I, I think that's great. Um, Okay, cool. So, so, uh, so, talk to us a little bit about uh, s- uh, s- sort of 
So now that you have, you know, uh, a bunch of students, how many students do you have now on the on the platform? How many tutors? We have a little bit over six hundred thousand users wow. um, on on the platform, and for tutors, we have uh, one hundred and twenty thousand qualified tutors. Very nice. Yeah, in the eight cities. Okay, yeah. and and uh, so is there any way that you guys are able to sort of track? Uh, success metrics in any sort i mean i know it's difficult uh because it's literally uh but you know i mean is there there must be a way that you could sort of quantify okay a, a student was is better because of af- after having used the the app or not um i don't know if you guys have figured out how to do that yet but i would think that there there has to be a way right that that was a struggle in the very beginning where we um, we're trying to measure how students are, are progressing or improving That's right. in school. Um, so we try we try to get results from schools. We try to ask them, hey, why don't you provide the students learning progress report to us? Uh, it's not that teachers don't want to provide, but because they don't have it, they simply don't have these reports mm-hmm. for us to analyze. So it's more of a teacher who knows, hey, this student is improving well, but I could tell maybe within a, the next couple of tests and exams, which is not real-time support for, I mean, if you know they're not performing well in an exam, it's already done, right? right. So you cannot do much to, 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 to fix it. So that's why we, we understand this is a big gap between um, um, like actual effective learning and what we have right now in the school system. So we do also uh, actively measure how students are progressing within the app. So simply by, let's say you ask the question in math, it's about uh, linear equations, right? You must have challenges understanding the problem uh, and applying certain skills and concepts in this this, uh, particular question. And that's why you ask the question, right? So because of this information, we would pinpoint that you must have some weaknesses or some uh, concept that you don't clear, you you, you don't have uh, um, uh, too much understanding it. So that's why we'll push quizzes and relevant questions to you to test how you're performing after the, the tutor helped you uh-huh. and, and illustrate the steps to you. So um, in this way, because they, re, they, they gave us feedback by answering that question, so we know if they're right or wrong, which proves they have certain progress after a certain session. So these are uh, uh, very tiny things that we're doing in the product to measure success. But eventually we, we realized we, we have built up a very big, gigantic database of students uh, performance and now we even package these data and help teachers their own class teachers to understand more about the student uh, and see okay i don't just have a class of 40 students in class 5b but actually 40 individual students with individual profiles with their very specific weaknesses that is all demonstrated on the report. That's the important thing, and I think it can change education um, in in a very wide range of things. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds uh, it, it, it's exciting because uh, you know the data is very important, uh, and and like you said, you could help the the actual education system as well with with uh, with that data. Um, so Tim, just a couple final questions for you. Um, what uh, what are you, what are some of your goals, uh, you know, near near term and and long term goals for Snapass? You know, maybe for the rest of the year and maybe a, a couple of years out. You said you were in eight countries now around the region. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, eight countries right now. The long term goal is pretty simple. We hope this way. I mean, our assumption and our way of uh, solving the the grand challenge in education uh, by providing personalized learning method. 
should be global. It should be solving a global challenge. And so long term, we will. Um, I mean, long term is just three years, right? Uh, uh, we're trying to grow as to as many countries as possible. Um, so our goal, we have eight countries right now. We're trying to grow to 25 countries by 2020. Uh, and within the next two years, um, the short, shorter term goals would be to make sure we can work with schools, to make sure the, the front line, the teachers are actually spending time to understand their students instead of just marking homeworks and doing a lot of administration work which is not the best use of their time and talent. So we want to make sure we do the work for them, make their life easier by analyzing students' weaknesses, visualize it, present it to teachers so they can focus on the pinpoint weaknesses for students and help them. So these are the two things, right? Uh, Bigger network, bigger reach, and a better way of helping students and educators. What do you think, uh, as someone that's in the space of education, uh, how do you think that education is going to change in in the longer term, say a a decade out from now or or even even further? You know, I mean, it's obvious that uh, traditional forms of education are are losing uh, or are changing because of the Internet, because of the accessibility of information. How do you see uh, education? Uh, is it going to still be this in the, it's the same state as it's in now in 20 years from now? What are your thoughts? Um, I think the way the mode of delivering education will change, will definitely change. Um, because of, as you said, the accessibility, the, the variety of uh, um, available tools out there, um, the way of conveying message and information would change, definitely. Uh, but unfortunately, one thing that will never change and will be very difficult to change in the next decade would be how we measure success, how we measure success in education. Mm. So now, and it, it was the same like a couple decades back, we're still assessing students' performance with the same rule, the exams. We're right. still doing math, English, physics, all these subjects to actually bound students' uh, performance and say if you're not good in physics, you cannot be a physician or you cannot be a, mm-hmm. a, a, a good university student. So these are very um, 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 dis- disappointing things that I, I still have to accept. But still, based on this, we, still, we can still do a lot to, to make sure students learn and get the best out of this current um, uh, education system. Um, so, but the, the thing is, the biggest change that is quite um, uh, aspiring as an educator and in this field is that we could understand students much better because of the availability and the abundance of data. And the data right. and all the notes that we can, we can actually collect from students uh, make sure we understand and can provide the most personalized way of learning. It's just like if you are if you are a, a patient, right? Um, you want to you want to know what is the best way to treat me as a patient, and I right. want my doctor to know it a hundred percent to know what exactly is the medicine that will suit that is suitable for me and what is my allergies, right? So um, these are things exactly the same in education. You want to make sure teachers are not teaching the same thing to you and wasting your time, but instead you should use your time in things that you have weaknesses, you have misunderstanding it, right? So That's right. We, I think that data can help educators to do a much better job in the future, which is very, very expi- inspiring. And we intend to build the right tools for them.
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Tim, two final questions for you. Uh, the second to last one is as an entrepreneur who has basically started uh, a company on his on your own <laughs> uh, without <laughs> any help uh, and and having going through your startup slash entrepreneurship journey. If you had a, a, one piece of advice to give to aspiring startup founders or aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, you know, maybe trying to build a company here in Hong Kong, what would you what would that piece of advice be? Um, I mean, in short, it's just don't quit, don't die. <laughs> it's very simple. Uh, <laughs> mo- most people, most uh, like management folks, tells you how to how to be a better CEO, how to be a um, uh, be, be better in management and all that, right? Um, but the truth is, I think a lot of the, the the cases are different. The same methodology could and could not, or could not ap- apply in your situation. Uh, a lot of different factors and risks appears. Uh, but the only common thing is, uh, if you quit, um, you cannot do it again. I mean, if you quit, the entire company is gone. Uh, mm. You are gone. Your team is gone. Your investors are gone. Uh, there is nothing left, right? So, I, I guess the the single piece of most important advice I do keep to my chest very close as well is don't quit, don't stop. Yeah, that's good advice. That's great advice, and I think that it's uh, every entrepreneur has felt. Uh, the urge to quit, uh, you know, multiple, multiple times. And uh, it's, it's being able to embrace that and just plow forward is, is, uh, is, is how you succeed. Um, and I think a lot of people, they actually don't truly understand how difficult it is to, to be an entrepreneur and to, to build a, you know, hundred million dollar company or a billion dollar company or whatever. And I, I think that uh, when, when you come out on the other side, um, you know, I, what I hear, I haven't done it, but when you come out on the other side, you know, you, you always hear about people saying how difficult it actually is. And, and so it, it's, it's almost worth it. You know, it's worth, if, if you're, if your company is valued at X, Y, Z, then, then uh, I'm pretty sure that you've, you've worked pretty, pretty hard for that. So, um, Tim, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and, uh, sharing with us, uh, your exciting company that you're working on. What's the best place that people can find you, follow you or connect with you, or if they want to learn a little bit more about what you're working on? Oh, so, I mean, if you're a student or if you, even if you're not a student, you want to teach, you want to be involved in snap just go and download snap on, on play store and, and Apple store. Um, so if you want to know more about the company, what are the open positions, you can go to our website, snapmas.com, uh, and always find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Always happy to talk. Okay. Awesome. Facebook, LinkedIn, and, and we'll, uh, we'll get, we'll get your links all, uh, linked up in the show notes. Thanks again, Tim. It's been a pleasure and best of luck. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be monitoring your progress uh, very closely because like I said, I have three kids of my own <laughs> and I'll probably be using your service very soon. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks. All right. Much. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. 
If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness.